This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio. I'm Bryce Jacob from J.S. Brown and Company. I'm here with Greg Hansberry, and both of us are here for your edutaining value. That's right. Hey, Bryce, how are you? I'm doing real well. How about you? Good. Happy spring. It is spring, boy, and it's been a it's been a decent one. Yeah, I feel like it was just a rough winter, and then all of a sudden, it's warm and and fun to be outside again. Yeah, you know what I remember about Ohio over all the years is it seems like you go from winter to summer. You <laughs> yes, know, you, yeah, you skip spring. Yeah, and it's so, so short, but this feels like we're having a real spring. I've actually watched my magnolia tree bloom mm-hmm. this year, and it didn't freeze right away like it normally does and kills all the beautiful flowers you get like brown flower petals all of a sudden yeah Yeah. that's happened so many years and this year it was just a really nice one we had a gentle rain on it uh we've also had those years where it blooms and then we get this driving rain and wind and it (laughs) just makes it ugly and uh you know not not this year it's been a good one and the weather's been really wonderful for being outside if you like camping it's great great uh year you know, I took the girls um, over the weekend. I took them out to, uh, we we lived down by the river in Worthington, so in Riverley is our neighborhood, and um, we had the river right down there. I took them down, and it was raining over the weekend, mm-hmm. and um, we went looking for mushrooms. You know, Interesting. Mushroom hunt. I've never done that before. I was trying to find the morel mushrooms. Right. Because you know, everyone's talking about how delicious they are, and there's a little window of time for them. And I got a real pro here today, you know, Sean Ryan from Ryan Landscape. You probably know a lot about mushrooms, right? I, I can't say I'm a mushroom fan, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you find any, give them to me because I am. We, Just we can not certainly find some. We, we actually oh, yeah. had some morels uh, out, out front of the shop. Did you really? Yes. Oh, my God. Believe it or not. Lucky dog. Well, I spent, you know, half the afternoon on Saturday. It was raining. It was so beautiful out in the woods. My daughters wanted to go with me because that's something we've always done. And it was really kind of nice that just three of us went down there. One of my Fun. daughters didn't really want to go. She was at a, uh, a track meet, actually, in the rain. So she probably would have rather been with us. And um, the only fun thing we found was this giant leopard slug. It was huge. It cool. Was, you know, about five inches long. I've never seen one that big. And that's the only thing we found. We did not eat it, just for the record. <laughs> you didn't saute it Now, you probably up. like those, right, Sean? I'll not mushrooms. all day. <laughs> Pour some salt on that bad boy. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So you had the morale mushroom hookup for me. All right. I, I do. I think there someone has taken them though. Yeah. I, well, I don't doubt there. it. You know, I don't <laughs> doubt it. I mean, I can't believe anyone saw them and didn't take them. So, all right. Well, cool. Well, you know, folks, you heard it. Let the cat out of the bag. We got Sean Ryan of Ryan Landscape. He's back with us. You were here last year with us on the program. I was. Uh, that was awesome. You educated us on what you did. And so those of you who, who weren't tuned in that show, shame on you. We do have that in our archive so you can listen to it again. And you'll learn some neat nuggets about Sean and his connection with Ohio State football, but you have to go back to our archive to hear that because we won't talk about it today. But talk a little bit about Ryan Landscape and what you guys do so folks know. Sure. Um, so Ryan Landscape Group is a, a small, um, high-end residential design-build maintenance firm. So we design and build all sorts of landscapes um, to help encourage people to step outdoors and, mm-hmm. and really enjoy their space to the fullest. Um, and then we also provide the ongoing maintenance and care of those landscapes. Um, small firm focused on quality, attention to detail, um, and really good communication uh, before, during, and after a project. Um, you know, I, I've been doing this since I was 11, was, mm-hmm. the, was the year that I started cutting grass. 
uh, did the not int- department's going to be after you mm-hmm. in just a minute yeah. here. Did <laughs> not intend, <laughs> did not intend for this to be a career, um, and and then realized I really enjoyed uh, being outside and kind of yeah. creating something from nothing. And and really now it's about helping people get the joy of being outside that I get. Yeah. So um, really love what we do. Um, really great group of people um, that that really can execute well. Yeah, that's awesome. And everything I've seen that you guys have done, you've partnered with us on several projects mm-hmm. over at J.S. Brown and Company, and we've got some that we're working on right now that uh, you know are in, in design development. Yeah, they're really kind of special too. Yes, yes. So, long process. It is a long process. You know, it's it's interesting. You have some people who know what they want and they move very quickly, and then just like you said, high end. Sometimes that flavor you get something that takes a lot more time to develop and research and, and make work. And this is what one in particular you and I are working on. Yes. Incorporates a perfect started out as a grotto and, uh, is turned into, you know, a spa with a remote cover that, you know, has the gas fireplace, uh, around the edge of the pool and, um, the outbuilding, uh, being constructed, a lot of stacked stone with a waterfall coming into the, into the spa <laughs> and heated year round. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. nice. So, yeah. <laughs> When's so my invite? Uh, well, um, I don't know. <laughs> we can, and we can get this thing in the ground. So, but that's the thing, you know, there's the building that we were working on and then the overall plan for the client as a past client. And we have to integrate pool experts, someone that knows how to build a spa, and then you landscaping mm-hmm. around it to make it private and quaint and look like it's been a mature environment for a long time. So that's uh, it's fun. Yes, yes, <laughs> complex but fun, and uh, a great end end result and perfect example of of this is going to allow the client to to more fully enjoy and experience their outdoor space. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's tremendous. And uh, and Greg, these are the kind of things you know we get to do day in day out while you're stuck in the in the studio. I know, I know. Hey, you poor guy. Uh, but you know, if if we're able to all get our trunks on, we'll we'll give you a ringy dingy. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll play hooky for that spa. I like <laughs> that spa day. Spa day for guys. That's this right. Is definitely... <laughs> we need a mental health day. That's <laughs> what we'll do. We get the hookup on that. But yeah, there's just some all kinds of neat projects that mm-hmm. people are doing uh, these days. So so you deal with the you know a lot of things right now. There's been the shift. When last time we talked to you, yeah. you were getting ready going into winter. Yeah. And now we're out of winter. We're in spring. What's uh, what's life looking like now? You so, look a little cross-eyed. So, so, so. The, yes, this is our busy time. <laughs> um, um, pretty much the the first seventy degree day, we we go from zero to a hundred, uh, or probably five hundred, um, if I'm being realistic. <laughs> um, you know, the the one major thing that we always try and tell people is try and plan your space or plan your project well ahead of time because no one thinks about being outside or getting outside, you know, um, the pool, the outdoor kitchen. No one thinks yeah. about that when, when you know, I think it was zero or below zero here this year. That's um, all I think about when it's that temperature. You know, you're just trying to stay alive, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so we, we get a really big influx. Uh, we get a high, 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 high volume of calls. Um, and, and folks want to do things now, right? They want to enjoy them for this season and we can only do so much so fast. And so, um, it's not uncommon for us to, you know, from between probably March 1st, if the weather is normal, which Mm -hmm. it rarely is, um, to, to like May 1st, we go from probably a two to four week backlog to about a 14 to 16 week backlog. Wow. Um, a huge jump. Right. And so at this, so at this point, you know, we're looking at pretty much Labor Day and soon we'll be past Labor Day for, for a construction start date. 
Um, that's after, so to clarify that, that's after someone has gone through the design development correct. and planning and costing and all that yeah, stuff. So, so, so that's from if you signed a contract today and yeah. we, we could um, enter into an agreement today, we would come to start construction of your project around Labor Day. Yeah. Um, and the design process for us uh, um, varies widely, but mm-hmm. um, even a fairly simple project may take, you know, anywhere from three to six weeks to design. Right. So, you know, if you factor that in, we're looking at fall of, of yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, to and, start it. To start. Now and then if it. we talk, it's a couple month project. We may finish yeah. it this winter. It may even be finished, you know, early of spring 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that well past uh, bathing suit uh, <laughs> yeah. weather. Well past, yes. <laughs> Unless you're in the polar bear. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so yes, um, forward thinking and, and um, planning in advance is, is very important, um, much like it is in, in your business. Yeah, um, we run in the same we have We have a, a tremendous amount of seasonality, though, and, and unfortunately, folks aren't thinking about making that investment when, when they're huddled inside uh, around the fireplace. Yeah, you know we have um, we have our peaks and valleys in the in the season as well, especially when there's lead volume. But we go through the there's the uh, schedule everybody always asks about. Right? You get the same questions, so we get everybody saying, "Hey, you know, what, what's your schedule like? When could you do my project?" And it's pretty easy. You know, I I use a pretty general rule of thumb, and it's not accurate for every single job, but it's an interesting average. I usually tell them from today, if you hired me to start designing it, the average is 10 months from today, you'll be in it, enjoying it. That means all the design time, that lag time where our backlog is getting caught up, which is generally, you know, 12, 10 to 12 to 14 weeks in some cases, uh, doesn't flux much inside or outside that very often. You have a bigger swing there Mm -hmm. um, seasonally, but then the, depending on the scope of the project, it can go anywhere from three months to seven months, you know, right. depending on the, the, the size of it. So, you know, the, the planning in advance part of it is something I've tried to emphasize through radio, through podcasts, through whites of the eyes, you know, all the time. And it seems to be a struggle for homeowners who get that itch who are like, man, I want it now, you know, cause we're impatient. Very much so. Very much <laughs> For so. things we want. You know, when you want something, you're like, what? 10 months from now? Exactly. You're kidding me. Exactly. But it flies. I mean, it's just crazy, mm-hmm. you know, how quickly time moves it's sad you yes. know the older we get the quicker it seems to go and the less we have of it but uh yeah it's uh it's important but, that homeowners really kind of hear this part and get beyond the chuckling that you and i have in it because it could be tears on the other side because it un- just is. unfortunately yeah and and we we always feel a, a a large volume of calls where folks are trying to have a project completed before a graduation party before memorial day before uh fourth of july yeah. and and we're already well past that. And so we, we have a lot of uh, prospects that, that call and end up a little upset um, or, or unhappy because, you know. They're not prepared. They're, they're, they weren't, <laughs> uh, they didn't get the call in in time. And, and now they're going to be searching for another option to try and get a project done before a timeline. And then there's other considerations as far mm-hmm. as, you know, are they going to achieve the same project quality um, is the design going to be as, as thought out and, and well-planned as it could have been because the process is rushed? Yeah. Um, you, you have a very good business and a smart business as, as we do, as different as they are. Um, but you have people that can get to it quicker. And there, you know, I, I learned this the hard way many times life's a series of trade-offs mm-hmm. and you, you'll always get what you pay for. And 
you know, when some someone I've had people call and say, well, this guy can get to it, you know, like right away. I'm like, there's a reason that no one <laughs> wants him doing anything. <laughs> you, you may want to ask some additional clarifying yeah. questions and uh, and don't use his mom as the it, reference. Right. You know, that's right. Um, Hmm. <laughs> yep, that's that's one thing we always tell folks is is when when we get calls saying someone can do it in the next couple of weeks. Every colleague I know that that um, you know does half decent work is is slammed busy right now. So um, you know, yeah, there there should be some additional clarification if someone can start the project in a week or two. Yeah, and and speaking of moms, you know, an interesting thing is happening right now. It's ironic our phone line is lighting up, and I think I know who that is. We have a special guest who contacts us uh, usually when we have the experts from outdoor living in here, and it's Sue from Toledo. And uh, Sue from Toledo, Sue, I, I think it, I'm excited. I haven't talked to Sue for a little bit. This Sue has been so busy. She's just so busy. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you know, this is the time of year where she comes out and she's got a little extra time. She's been out in the yard. And uh, I told her what I was doing today and who I was having on. She said, I have to call Sean. I got questions for him. So uh, we better get her on the line here. What right. do you say? Okay. I'll pull All her right. up here. Sue from Toledo, are you there? Can you hear us? I am here. I can hear you. All right. This is, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while, right? Sue yes, from Toledo. Yes, Sue, good to hear from you. Thanks. Everybody's really to excited to have you here. You know, um, I kind of built this up. We got some hype in here that uh, Sean Ryan from Ryan Landscape is with us, and he's a little anxious because he knows what kind of questions you've asked other guests before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's a little on edge right now, so take it easy on uh, him, okay? Okay, I'll be, for, I'll be gentle. For all the listeners out there that don't know who Sue from Toledo is, um, she is really in Toledo or Sylvania, and Sue from Sylvania, that sounds good too, but uh, that's also my mother. So take it easy on me while you're at it, okay? I don't admit that to everybody either. No, <laughs> I know. Just kidding. Yeah, we, we know. <laughs> all right, <clears throat> Sean. Yes, Are you Bryce. ready? I am ready. This is uh, Sue from Toledo with her first question. All right, Go for Sue. it. Uh, my first question that I have, I was reading in the paper last year, and I saved the article. Um, it was talking about putting compost in the soil. This one gardener said that he never passes a season without putting compost worked into the soil. So I've not done much of that before, and I, I do work in my yard a lot. The bed, I have a lot of beds. But this year I want to add compost, but then when I started reading about it, I understand there's a compost manure and then a hummus compost. So now it's becoming more confusing to me. Yes, there's there, there's quite an array of product out there. Um, What's the, what's the question specifically? <laughs> That's how it goes, well, Sean. <laughs> right. Well, basically, um, is one better than the other, um, the compost manure or the hummus compost? And also, uh, one place I read said it should real, best is to work it in in the fall. Well, of course, here it's spring, and I'm hoping it's not too late to do that. Um, it's certainly not too late. Um, as far as which product you're going to use, uh, I really don't want to get into that debate. That's quite a hot topic uh, among mm-hmm. folks in the green industry. I can tell you what we use, um, and we actually use a leaf compost, uh, which would be closer to a hummus um, than a manure. Um, mm-hmm. It has a higher organic content, um, and and so that's what we use. Uh, and it, but it's it's primarily comprised of of decomposed leaves um, mm-hmm. and and green material, not manure. Um, that's what works well for us. Okay. And it can be done any time of year. If you're going to amend our soil, especially here in central Ohio, you have a touch better soil up, up north. Um, 
But here, anytime you're amending soil is a good time because our soil is is not good here. Um, okay. So you would just want to kind of be careful to not overly disturb the roots. Um, one thing you may consider doing is just using it as a mulch even this year um, and then going in and doing a little cultivation in the fall. Okay. That's better that's, than using a, getting a cow from the farm. That would probably yeah. be better. Yeah. I think your neighbors would, would prefer just well, the... the, okay. the <laughs> then you have to feed it and milk it and all that. Okay. Well, yeah, there's um, all kinds of benefits from it. Okay, so uh, the compost then can be done in fall or spring, and it should. It also acts as a fertilizer, correct? It does. It does. Yes. So, should you also fertilize your plants, or I mean, does it just depend on the particular plant? A lot of it depends upon how much compost you're adding. So. Um, for us, we add a, um, a smaller percentage and then we, we still fertilize. Um, okay. now if you're going to use it as a mulch though, and do a couple inch layer of compost, I would recommend probably not fertilizing because you, you have the, the potential of burning, um, yeah. burning your plants with, with too much nitrogen. Okay. Yeah, I did read that. So I just didn't want to have, you know, have that problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, am I supposed to ask another question? If you is there, do we have time, Greg, for another question? Time, for yeah, Sue? Okay. of course. We are, there's always time for right. Sue. I always have to check with the producer because he watches the clock. Let's do it. The, okay. I also we've been told by the uh, company that mows our lawn and and sprays it. That they said we need to um, dethatch it or thatch it. I guess it's called both, right? Dethatching or thatching, yes, it, uh, that would Means removing removing that dead layer of grass. It's like boning a turkey or deboning a turkey, right? <laughs> that's close right, enough. Right, yeah, close right. enough. It's the same. <laughs> um, that that was a discussion we had last fall. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as dethatching it, though, um, is that better done professionally, or I mean, we have quite a large yard. Sure. And I think it's sure. Probably... Um, you know, honestly, that's something that a homeowner could do. Um, more or less, if we're doing it professionally, we have a, a machine that just acts like a like a manual leaf rake uh, that uh-huh. kind of aggressively rakes the turf. Um, so that's something you could do on your own. Uh, we we also okay. though, I think a lot of times folks um, feel like they need to dethatch because they see a, a small thatch layer, which is a layer of decomposing uh, turf grass blades down right mm-hmm. on the surface. And actually, a small layer of thatch is beneficial. It helps prevent prevent weeds conserve moisture. So you really don't want to do any dethatching unless you have an excessive thatch buildup, which would be typically considered more than an inch. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty rare that we find that, especially around here in central Ohio. Um, so you'd have to get some clarification from your lawn care provider um, as to really why they're recommending that if they think you have excessive thatch. Um, okay. I think it, and it's, I think it's more in a certain area to other rather than the entire yard. I think that's what he was referring to. Certainly possible. But, and and if you do have excessive thatch, dethatching will definitely be be beneficial and provide um, a, a better growing condition and allow your turf to to fill in and and thrive. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and and um, I wanted to ask you: Do you ever have Bryce come over to your? place of business do you, do you have a greenhouse or is it we we do not have a greenhouse at our at our facility uh we have a holding holding space for plants but we do not uh we do not have a greenhouse that we actively grow plant material in why, why okay. do you ask that well bryce when you were little oh remember how you hated my plants in the house he went through a period when he was about three years old and he would take his 
trucks and little cars, and he would just hit my plants and break them off. And I was very patient, said, you know, these are growing and these are like my my things, but I wanted him to help <laughs> me take mine. care of them. Then she'd take my mine, but, yeah. but I let him help me, and I I take care of them. And he was, I don't know if he was jealous of the time I spent because I kind of um, had just gotten into it. Look, very, I think next week my therapist is uncovering that part, so don't ruin it for okay. me. Okay. Good. Yeah, Jeez. he was he was pretty aggressive, and he broke a lot of my plants for a while. So, so, so if I get a greenhouse, so, I should keep Bryce away. Is that what you're saying? Keep him away, okay. or yeah, have somebody walk through with him and keep him guarded. Yep. You both can just leave me alone, okay? You know. Oh, leave you alone, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, thank you, Sue from Toledo. Uh, it was good. Thank, thank you for you. calling in and being a guest on our program. Uh, and it was nice to have you and Sean talk. I think, Sean, you did a really nice job of weathering that he storm. You certainly did. Hurricane Sue. Up, Sean. Good, I appreciate it. Good luck with everything, Sue. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sean. All right, Mom. Nice love you. you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Sean, nice job on handling Sue from Toledo's questions. <laughs> I know it was tough putting you on the spot like that, but you uh, you did a really nice job. So um, the other thing you always do a nice job with is when we had you on last time, we actually had you give us the tip of the week, and that's something everybody looks forward to, right, Greg? Uh, that's the only reason I show up, Bryce. Tip I of the mean, week. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is, the tip of the week, and by Sean Ryan, a Ryan Landscape. It's time for the tip of the week. Grass is greening up, off and rolling, growing like uh, growing like a weed. You're I doing guess. this like a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Grass is growing. <laughs> Like a weed. Yeah, okay. Poetry is not my forte, so, so right. um, but maybe tips my are. English so teacher would be, would be proud. Um, yeah, so grass is often growing quickly. Uh, mowing practices. So right now, I, you know, even on my way over here, I noticed a handful of lawns. Uh, kind of looked a little yellow. Lots of big clumps of cut grass yeah. laying on must top. must have gone past my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I didn't take a picture. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't talk to your wife. Um, but uh, unhealthy for the lawn. So, so good mowing practices generally... Uh, would be uh, when you're mowing, try not to cut off more than a third of the total height of the lawn. So if your lawn is six inches tall before mowing, you wouldn't want to mow, you know, below four inches. inches. Um, And and right now that probably means cutting twice a week. Um, So so it's certainly... I can barely uh, get one in. (laughs) (laughs) So So a depressing tip of the week by Sean uh, Ryan. I I bring the truth. Um, (laughs) I speak the truth. So, so yes, if, if at all possible, try not to mow off more than about a third of the total height of the lawn. Um, but doing so puts the lawn into shock and, and can um, stress it out and create problems later into the summer. Oh, crud. So I'm creating all kinds of problems in my yard then. Here, it looks really nice when I do cut it. It, it does, right. But what it does is it, it, it shocks the turf. The turf is growing. It's a plant. If you cut you know, a big shrub in your yard. If you cut half of it off, do you think it would struggle? This is a trick question. <laughs> well, yeah. Most people would say, yeah. So the yeah. turf is, is the very same thing. It grows just like a, a shrub or a flower in your garden. And so if you imagine cutting off half mm. of, of a, a shrub or a flower in your, in your landscape bed, um, you, that's what you're doing in effect to the turf. So let me ask you a question. Why, when I do that to weeds, do they grow back in fury? <laughs> uh, there's not a good answer for that other than <laughs> weeds are very highly adapted to grow quickly. Wow. Um, there's a reason that, that we have to try so hard to control them. So um, evolution at its finest, I guess. So, all right. So I want to dig into this for a minute because this is the world's longest tip too. Are we done with the tip? Tip's done? That was tip, a good tip. tip yeah, it was a good tip. But, we're, but I'm going to inquire about this tip. So my grass is growing so rapidly like everybody else's. Mine isn't special. 
And I look around the yard, the, my neighborhood and everybody's grass, if they're cutting it once a week, it's getting eight inches high. I mean, it's just, it's way up there. And so my mower only goes to four. So I'm cutting half off. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> first, you know, to get the, mine has a four inch blade on my rider mower. Right. And so it's going to keep it to four, but it's going to take everything off. So what it's doing is, and you're right, I should cut twice a week to, to mm-hmm. manage that. But right now it's spitting all these clumps out on the yard. So I'm going back and cutting it twice at one time. I'm doing a double cut mm-hmm. of it to knock down some of those mm-hmm. piles. It's still not eliminating the shocking of the plant it's itself. It's not, no, but but there's a secondary. And one of those problems is when there's excessive clumping, you know, it reduces sunlight to the turf plants. Mm-hmm. Um, it reduces airflow down to the roots or to the crown, which is where the plant meets the soil. Um, and so a double cut would be kind of a, a second best option. Um, you know, if you can, when it's that long, bagging the clippings is mm, better. Okay. Uh, generally, we do say, though, le- mulching the clippings and letting them go back into the lawn is a good practice because that, that kind of replenishes some nutrients. Um, but it, Especially right now, it's seeding right now, isn't it? It is, yeah. yes, yes. So um, the, the decaying, you know, cut turf does does act as a, a fertilizer and an, and an amendment. Um, but if you... If, you know, you're only going to cut it once a week. Try and bag it. Um, if you can't bag it, double cut would be would be a second best option. Um, and and especially when it's raining this much, try and plan your cuts. If you're going to cut off that much, try and cut when the turf is dry. Um, you know, so if you can cut in the afternoon or after work, maybe mm-hmm. on a dry day like today, it was you know a little wet the last week or so. Yeah. So. If you could get out this afternoon when when the turf is dry, that generally helps with the clumping as well. So I'm curious. We have an area where we have that sprayed grass seed down. Uh, This was done by the city because they were doing street work. Mm -hmm. And so they came out and they put some topsoil down and they sprayed it with that green, you know. The hydro hydro mulch, yes. Whatever that is. (laughs) It's seeded and then hydro mulch, yes. And so they sprayed that on and they're starting to get little tiny growth. Uh, does it make sense if I take any of that clump grass to throw it over the top of that? Or I, I would should not, stay away no. from it? Okay. No, that All stuff right. is a, is I haven't a done turnkey that. product. I haven't done that. Um, doing that would yeah. probably just, just do more harm than good rice. Okay, well, I haven't done that, just so you know. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> but I'm curious. Oh, yeah, so, what do a, I do with uh, all these grass clippings and clumps? You know, So, yeah, if I if I bag it, I've got a plan for a good two and a half, three hours out in the yard. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. yeah, generally, when my wife gave me the mower, it was a gift, the rider mower, it was the gift of time <laughs> because now it's a 20, 25-minute right. you know, uh, trip out in the yard, and I get to sit there and listen to music right. and yeah, relax with my feet up. So <laughs> yeah, it's actually nice to go mow the lawn. But yeah, it's just been drink the beer after, especially if you'll be driving around, Bryce. That's yes. my tip for you. Okay. Is uh, it and is it in a perfect world do we want it? I've uh, always heard three inches. Is that about right, or is it just um, depend on your it, your it, lawn? You can mow it whatever height you want. Um, generally, we would say even a little longer than that. We would say three and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer the turf, just ge- in general, the healthier it'll be. Uh, the more drought tolerant, the more traffic tolerant. Um, you know, most folks want to cut it short. They like that golf course look. Um, golf courses use a different variety of turf grass. Um, and then you also have to consider they're pr- pretty much mowing uh, on, a, on a high end course day, every yeah. day. Um, and then they're also fertilizing. They fertilize much differently than you would on a residential lawn. They're either on a weekly or a biweekly fertilization mm-hmm. schedule, um, which, which alters the way the turf grows. So, um, Generally, longer is better. Um, you can get away cutting it a little shorter right now. Mm-hmm. So if you know if you can have a couple days in a row where you can go out and mow an inch off each time, 
do that, work it down to three inches or, or even two and three quarter. Um, and then that'll buy you some time. If you maybe can only do it one week, then you can go yeah. back up to three and three and three quarters or four. Jeez, oh, this is so stressful. I'm, I know, I'm st- sweaty and stressed yeah. out about it now. Yeah, I, I had to start with talking with my mom. And, and <laughs> now, we're, now we're talking about my, my yard and why it's such a mess. Un- unfortunately, more. It's a, that's yeah. a reality in, in uh, Ohio in the spring. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll get on board with that. You know, I'll, I'll, I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to mow, uh, but we'll maybe it's time it out, right? to uh, to train up one of the daughters on the yes, rider. There mm-hmm. it is. Oh man, if my girls just listen to this podcast, they hear it from you first. Hey, this is the one to train them on. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know why they don't want to ride. It's a rider mower. I, I mean, it that as would be a so kid. fun. I, you know, I'm probably a different bird, but uh, you know, mowing was therapeutic. I think my youngest daughter would probably get a kick out of it. They, my oldest one doesn't really like doing manual labor whatsoever. Uh, my middle one is a little bit more service-oriented, has bad allergies, that kind of thing. So the thought of her getting on a mower would probably make her sneeze. But my youngest one's, you know, she likes cars. She, little Mario Andretti would probably like doing that. <laughs> and she's at the age now. She's 12, so she's about ready to get on the mower. That's and, close. And she'll, be, close. she'll probably be our better driver out of the family, too, you practice in the yard like that there you go so all right cool callie here i come we're gonna get you on that mower <laughs> sean's recommendation so let's talk about crabgrass a little bit because is this is the time of year to fertilize to or to treat that so yes crabgrass yes so pre-emergent pre-emergence control is key for crabgrass um crabgrass is is probably the single biggest weed that we see here in central ohio um, and it's also one of the easiest to control if done properly um, right now it's, it's not emerging yet. It's going to be emerging here soon. Um, so getting a pre-emergent control down now is key to a good looking lawn for the rest of the summer. Um, and, and really if it's not done now, you're going to have a very difficult time controlling it this year and in, in, um, subsequent years. So, um, due diligence now, a fertilizer with a pre-emergent, which is a, an herbicide that goes down before the weeds emerge. So pre-emergence. Okay. Before emerged, um, <laughs> that's that's the key. The English there. language uh, more good. simple um, than we make uh-huh. it sometimes, right? Um, most folks don't think of that unless they're on a, a you know a, a professional turf care program or if they follow a you know a Scots or a uh, another branded turf care yeah. program. Yeah. Um, but then you'll notice that the the lawn will turn a light chartreusey green color and be filled with very flat growing grass. As, as summer kicks in and it heats up and things dry out, and, and that's crabgrass. Mm. So um, control now for, for uh, um, a, a good appearance later. Well, that's good because my, my yard always looks really pretty good in the spring, and you get to fall, and there's just a lot of little, uh, I don't even know what they are. There, there are some crabgrass, but there's also, uh, also some, um, I don't know, they look like a leafy plant growing up mm-hmm. here in, the, in the yard, mm-hmm. you know, small leaves. And I, I don't know what in the world that is. I'm sure you do. You There's know. a million. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say without seeing it. And I do get um, mushrooms in my yard, mm-hmm. and I and I research them this weekend, and they're edible. But they come okay. in the f- late summer, fall. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited about that. I know you don't I, don't I, really I'm care. I'm not a mushroom eater, but if, so you we'll know, you I'm going to make us. you one. <laughs> and next year, you tell me when those morels are there. You just I, I pick will. them for me and I put will. them in a bag for me. Gosh darn it! Ugh. That'll be terrific. So we, we talked about grass ad nauseum mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah, so so let's talk about hardscapes a little bit because I know you do a lot of that. And this is the time of year where you're setting a lot of patios. 
You love doing that, or what would you rather be doing? Yes, plantings I, or you know, pavings? I, I mean, I'm a I'm a, a design, creative, build something from nothing type guy. So, um, you know, I, I get most fulfillment from from creating an outdoor space that mm-hmm. that wasn't there prior to to us. Um, you know, it, it's it's a great way to get outside and to, you know, especially as of late the 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 features and the technology that's coming into an outdoor living space. Yeah. Um, really makes it an extension of the home. Um, and, and again, I think I said this earlier, as, as I get a lot of fulfillment from seeing a family that maybe wasn't a, using a backyard at all to now every night after work, it, the kids are in the pool, um, dad's cooking or, or maybe smoking meat on the grill, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then they end the night with s'mores at a, on the fireplace. Um, Sounds like a storybook. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's terrific. Um and and I, I probably could write a book with all the client uh, the the past projects we've done and mm-hmm. and um, what we hear from clients, but um, you know the complexity of these spaces has come a long way in the last ten years, um, and it really is it's another room of your home. Yeah, yeah, I know you're extending the living space, so it's it's pretty incredible. So, is there still a trend of trying to tie the outdoor living with the inside of the home and opening the space up together? Most definitely, you see a lot yeah. of that? Yes. If, if possible, I, I think that just, again, further engages, um, you know, a family or a, a client to, um, to be able to, you know, use that space as an extension. You know, if, if a patio opens up right into the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, it's very easy to, to, to dining al fresco, right? right? You're right outside and it's close and it's, it's, um, it's congruent or it's consistent um, and they, they mesh well. So, so that's definitely a trend. Um, functionality, um, very high tech grills that can do all sorts of, they can, you know, we, we recently installed a grill that was a smoker, um, could do charcoal and natural gas all in one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I, I talk about technology, um, between those and, um, you know, flush mount heaters, um, lighting that is, that is controlled, with um, your phone on an app, mm-hmm. uh, the the possibilities really are endless. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we see a lot of it. Down in German Village in particular is such a neat little area, and you know how those gardens are. They're quaint, yes. and so you, yes. you really got to be creative to get the, the, the right layout there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so many of those folks value that outdoor living, and it's forced into their home in many ways. Yes. And I'm working on a project right now where we have um, the the kitchen was relocated from the middle of the home to the back of the home, and then we opened up the back wall to be right in the garden. So, you know, on days like today, for example, uh, whether whether you're listening to this when we're recording it or not is irrelevant, but, you know, the day that we're recording this is a perfect day to have mm-hmm. all your doors and windows open right. and take advantage of uh, the temperatures and just the sun and everything. It'd be a great day to have your house air out a little bit and fill up with pollen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep keep the vacuum busy. Yeah, indeed. Oh gosh. Yeah, I just washed my car and went inside to, you know, go get something. Came out and it was covered mm-hmm. in green. I know, think pollen. we're both parked under a tree right now, so yeah, we'll see well, what it looks like when we go out. It's the joy of having a black car. That's crazy. Well, Sean, any uh, how do people get in touch with you? You know, if they've got questions and and they say, well, that's okay, we're already in twenty twenty, uh, <laughs> to start that conversation now would be mm-hmm. good. Uh, how do they do that? Um, website. RyanLandscapeGroup.com, R-I-N-E, LandscapeGroup.com. Call the office at 614-486-7913. 
Um, or you can reach out, email Sean, S-H-A-W-N dot Ryan, R-I-N-E, at RyanLandscapeGroup.com. Awesome. Perfect. So now you're going to have three ways of people contacting you here, and I'm sure it's going to happen. That's good because there's always good questions that come from it. Thanks for coming on again. It was great. It's Thanks always for nice having you here. Thanks Appreciate for weathering it. the storm of Sue and uh, from Toledo. <laughs> you did a really nice job, and we'll look forward to having you back in the fall, maybe get some te- uh, people tips to get into the winter and encourage them to start the conversation right. planning That's at that right. point. That's right. Plan right? early. Yeah, plan early. All right. Take it easy, my friend. I know you got to get out there and get out to a house where you got work to do. So thank you, I'll let Bryce. You do that. I appreciate it. In the meantime, it. folks, you know this. We do this every week. We have a good time here. Greg, you still have a good time? I'm having a great time. And okay. this has gotten me, although a little stressed out, I don't have to mow a little bit more. But yeah, no kidding. It, it's exciting that we're going to be outside doing, you know, working in the yard, playing outside. It's a good trade off. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a good trade off. So, yeah, why do we make it sound like work when we're on a rider mower? Exactly. I mean, it's not exactly. Really All right. I'm just complaining. Anyway, we're going to probably complain about something next week, so be sure you tune into that. We do this all the time right here um, with Above Grade, our podcast. If you want to send a request to us or you've got something you want us to complain about, we can do that. It's abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com is the best way to send us an email. If you don't want to send us anything, that's okay. Just be sure to check out our archive and listen to Sean when he was here last time, so in the fall when he was giving some good tips there. You'll learn a little bit about him as well. That's at jsbrowncompany.com. You can check out our archive. You can also go to your favorite podcast location and find that. But be sure to rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing. Anything we can do to get better, we're aiming to do that. Uh, Until next week, this is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown & Company wishing you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.